ladies, gentlemen, boys and girls, and sports enthusiasts from around the world. This is the podcast you have all been waiting for. Whether listening in the car, on your morning drive, or with one earbud in at the office, this is the sports show that has it all. From pro wrestling to the octagon, from the gridiron to the baseball diamond, from the pitch to the ice, it's all here. You have tuned in to Mount Sterling's most downloaded podcast that drops on Saturdays at 3 a.m. This is not your average podcast. This is From Corner to Corner. And now, here are your hosts, Sean Big Papa Kuyper, Wes Redman Crouch, Adam Big Country Muncie, and Neil Mulletman Payne. Hey, it's New Year's. Why don't you take a chance on From Corner to Corner this year? We're back. And better than ever, we're back. It feels like it's been so long since we've recorded. So So she said. I mean. (laughs) No, she's never said that. (laughs) To any one of us sitting at this table, she has never said that. That one has that never was, been said. That was a lie. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you guys are ready because this might be PG 13 part two. It very well could. I mean, before we came on the air, we were talking about best places we ever took a poop. <laughs> and, and you were like, home. Home because I'm a home pooper. <laughs> You're on the home turf. I it, Wherever it has to be is where it is. That's just the way it is. Mm, I don't know about that. Have you ever went into the women's restroom because you thought it was probably cleaner than the men's? Um, full disclosure, there's one men's restroom, one women's restroom at the place where I work. The men keep the men's bathroom so busy, you have to go to the women's restroom quite often if you want to. So, so yes. So one time I was in Kansas City at a barbecue place, and I had to go use the bathroom because, you know, it's barbecue. people have to use the bathroom. And I walk in. Do my business. I turn around. I'm at the sink. Wash my hands because I'm a good human and I wash my hands before I go back out. And I look in the mirror and there's like this teenage girl that is walking out of a stall. And I'm like, holy crap. I've been in the women's bath. Like, so I'm like, so embarrassed. I run out. Right. I get back to the table and I'm like, oh my gosh. And the guy that, uh, he was like, what? And I was like, I just, he's like, he starts laughing. He goes, no, no, no. There's only one bathroom. So it wasn't a men's or a women's. It was just a universal bathroom. Yeah. Well, that would have been nice to know (laughs) before I had a mild panic attack. Yeah, because she's passing out in there going, (laughs) what is going on in this all beside me? Jeez. The the, uh, part from... Austin Powers, uh, hey, buddy, how about a courtesy flush over there? That's number two. <laughs> we're going to get through this Grab together. a hold. Grab a hold of something. We're going to get through this together. <laughs> that is one of the greatest movie scenes. Good God, ever. boy. What'd you eat? <laughs> that's a great, that's great, great. So, man, we have a jam-packed episode because... Well, the last two weeks have been pre-recorded shows, so we didn't talk about any up-to-date current events. So, so we're a little constipated. You can we see. are <laughs> we're a little backed up, we're a little backed up, <laughs> we're a little backed up. So this this could be a uh, uh, two flusher. <laughs> 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 I 
All righty then. <laughs> so <laughs> I lost my train of thought there. So first of all, we, we I want to start off with the unfortunate passing of Mike Leach. Literally the day that we recorded the Dear Santa show, within hours, he got sick and we got the notification that he was in intensive care and like never in our wildest dreams would we have imagined that would have happened. So if you've listened to those episodes over the last couple of weeks, obviously you heard the little tidbit at the beginning that I, you know, stated that they were pre-recorded shows, but... What an awesome – we're recording on a Monday. They won this afternoon with a 16-point fourth quarter, and the helmets were designed in honor of Coach Leach. They played in Tampa. And, I mean, what what an amazing performance by his team. I to, mean, the band did a did their little band thing. Yeah. And they spelled out Leach on the field. Yeah. Uh, Kentucky in their ball game that was atrocious uh, had stickers that said Mike – and the uh, eye was a cowbell with a picture of a pirate on it. Um, Almost least, every single one of his coaches from his tree that has uh, done a press conference this week has, has been like, I, I, I wish he could have. Uh, uh, Sonny Dykes Sonny was the first one. Yep. He lost his dad and he lost Mike both. And he's like, I, I just wish I could call both of them and well, and talk to them. I mean, Gardner Minshew has had a really hard time with it. Like, yeah. Yeah. What he tried, he almost, what did he say? Took a hammer and broke his hand. Yes. So he could play another year at Washington State under, under uh, Coach Leach. Like that's how much he loved him. Yeah. And and all the stories. Of course, nobody really ever says anything bad about somebody when they pass away. Like I'm sure glad that son of a gun died. I hated him. <laughs> right. You know. I mean, but he truly seems like he was one of the good guys. Yeah. And. I mean, he was. I mean, Adam. Adam said it perfect. He is a national treasure. Was was a national treasure. Yep. I mean, his. They would ask him kooky questions to try to throw him off, and he would answer them, just as only Mike Leach can. Yeah. Well, I mean, do you think Lincoln Riley, when he went to Texas Tech as a walk-on, his aspirations were to be a college head coach? No, but Mike Leach looked at him and said, "Boy, you suck at football, but you can probably be a really good football yeah. coach." He's like, "You're not going to play. You're here, not going to play here, coach. but you can coach." And it made and it made and Lincoln really mad, and he yeah. left. And then he thought about it, came back, and he accepted the job the next day. And yeah. I mean, they just lost to Tulane because he's the John Calipari of football I'm coaches, as you. you said. Yes, he is. He he's great recruiting. Can build a monster team. Can win regular season games, can't win the big game. Hold on. I'm going to make a bold prediction right now. Okay. I predict Caleb Williams wins back-to-back Heismans next year with the addition of Marvin Harrison Jr. at USC, and they win the national title. You think Marvin Harrison Jr. is leaving Ohio State? I 100% think Marvin Harrison Jr. leaves leaving Ohio State. He's an East Coast sophomore. boy. He's a sophomore. He's an East Coast boy, though. Why would he do? He's that? a true sophomore. Five million dollars. Has he been offered that already? It's what the rumor is. Huh. I mean, well, Drake may turn down five million to stay at North Carolina. Let me tell you, Marvin Harrison Senior knows that Junior is putting the work in. Uh, that I heard something on the radio this week that that he he called him after a game earlier this season. 
and they were talking about some issues. And he, and he, and Senior could hear Junior scribbling notes in the background. He said, "That's when I knew that he got yeah. it." Yeah, he said, "That's when I knew he 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 got it." Yeah. So, so I think he wants to be the greatest ever. Is what well, Junior said. Ohio State doesn't lose to Georgia, and we're going to talk about that game in a little bit. If Marvin Harrison Jr. plays the second, half. I one hundred percent agree. If he when he got hurt. Their whole offense kind of went. Which, by the way, was not a dirty play. Oh, it was not. The guy, he was going to make that catch because Marvin Harrison Jr. just makes catches. Yeah. And he separated him from the ball. That wasn't a dirty play. But the play in the um, TCU game, that was a dirty play, I think. The targeting at the end of the game? Yes. Yes. And and I think we're going to talk about that as well. We will. Yeah. So, Adam disagrees. That's an interesting. I just think it's football. Like, at some point, there's going to be big collisions. There is. And and I think we have gotten away from the point that football is a violent, nasty sport, just at its core. Yeah. Would I mean, you, do you want to go ahead and get in the, into that game now? Or you get no. Gonna, okay. No, not yet. Don't rush the man. Hey. All right, listen. You can't That's rush why the, I asked. Sometimes you have to sit. That's why I And asked. let things work themselves he out. He drives the train and he said sit. no. I was like, okay. You no, you're wanting to sit and just boom two minutes. Wide, you want to go. push that joker out. Sometimes no. it's got to come out naturally. <laughs> Has to. <laughs> you're right about that. Yeah, hemorrhoids I mean, happen when you don't do that. If you push too hard, hemorrhoids come. Okay, you don't want hemorrhoids. You don't want to see hemorrhoid over here get mad. Get mad. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bring in the preparation H next time. Well, Austin Powers, another great line by the way. Preparation A through I have all failed. <laughs> <laughs> Preparation H. <laughs> so, do we want to? Does anybody else want to say any more about Coach Leach before we? I, I have a question. Okay. And I asked the Rolodex over here, and he didn't know, which leads me to believe that you all probably don't know because if Wes doesn't know, then nobody probably knows. Why do they call him the Pirate? I wondered the same thing. I mean, he kind of has that like. I didn't know if maybe it was a bar story or nickname <laughs> or, it just went with I mean, him. anytime he's asked a question, he does kind of, you know, when he's asked, so maybe that's how he got it. But I didn't ever know, know him to be known as the pirate, but apparently he's been known as the pirate. Maybe he just has a bunch of stories. Maybe. So he's the pirate. I mean, he also looks like he could probably are, down a are, jug of rum. Are, are pirates known for telling a lot of stories or something? I mean, Jack Sparrow does. <laughs> That's true. Jack Sparrow has lots of stories. You know what else he had? What? Poopy on his pillow. He did. Amber Heard. But she said it was her dog. And they were human turds. <laughs> they were human. And that's a little dog. <laughs> well, we're not going to love this one down, are we? All right, do you want to know why they call him the pirate? Of course. That's why I asked the question, Wes. So, he received the nickname due in part to his love of pirates. Really? And when he was at Texas Tech, he used to use the phrase, famously used the phrase to his players, swing your sword. All right. I guess right. play. Are, are we talking about a sword <laughs> or are we? Well, Easy. Well, hey, no, way, we're not way, at LSU here. Oh, jeez. A way to inspire his team. Booty. <laughs> um. He said, your bo- he said, your body is the like sword. Wonderland. Are you going to swing your sword aggressively or really out of control? Depends on the moment, I suppose. <laughs> so, he just loved pirates. And but, 
You know, that's a famous Mike Leach quote right there. Oh, are, you're, you, one, are you going to swing your sword aggressively or out of control? Like, most people hear that and they're like, what is isn't this? it the same thing? But no, it's not. <laughs> it's not. It's no. really Because not. if you swing it aggressively, there's a plan to it. You there's have, a, there's a there, focus. There's, there's a, a focus, focus point. But yeah. if you're just like willy-nilly swing, you know, you get people pregnant. Everyone in the media room is, when he said swing your sword, went, oh, what I mean, are talking about? Listen, and then, he's, then he lays out that uh, explanation. But this, they're like, this is the oh, guy okay. this year, and you can right. see it because this year he said he talked about his wide receivers having short arms and fat girlfriends. <laughs> right. And the fat girlfriend <laughs> thing is something he said since Texas Tech. Yeah. So, like, that's been consistent. And he, he don't like his wide listen, receivers to have fat girlfriends. It made – like, I still get joy watching the video of him going and flipping over the <laughs> wide receiver's chairs. Yeah. He didn't even want them yeah. sitting down. Said they were too worried about sitting down instead of cheering on their teammates. <laughs> And look, you can just see Mike Leach by himself. There's nobody around. And everybody, you know, all his players are like, oh, God, he's mad. Uh oh. No one turned around. Yeah. You watch that. They're Dad's, all, Dad's mad again. It's like, geez, he's flipping. He probably had this little area. The gobbler was swinging back and forth. You know, they cut that off a little early. They cut that off a little early. There was a there was a trainer, a girl trainer or something like that, that started picking up the chairs after he did it. I just wanted to say, wait a minute, let it play out. I want to see what he turns. Turns around to her like, what are you doing? <laughs> Don't you touch that chair. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, because if, if you cut things off too early, it you know, can get a little messy. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Don't you touch that chair. I, can I just mean, imagine. more than two wipes, you might get blood on you. But... <laughs> All right, since we're talking about coaches, I had wrote down Coach Cal on here as well. Oh, uh, he, need, he does need to be wiped out. <laughs> Talk about poop. Talk about a turd. <laughs> that's like the Hershey kiss poop. Like you keep wiping, but there's stuff that's still there. Like just won't go away. Won't go Where away. No matter how many times you wipe. Like there has to come a point. Kentucky a fans. Roll. It's like my goodness. Kentucky fans, there has to be a point where you're just like I'm gonna have to get up with crap right. on my butt. Right. Like And that's where we are. Like so I honest to goodness think that when he first came to Kentucky, he changed the game of basketball. Clean wipes in, every time. Clean wipes. In terms of recruiting, in terms of the product that was being put on the uh, on the court. But you look at – I saw – maybe it was one of you guys that shared the tweet that uh, the offense he's running is archaic. It's basically the same thing that he was running when he was with the Nets. Right. Yep. And I would venture to say this year the, the word offense – shouldn't be used in anything he says. Awful offense. Because we don't even – there's no offense. So, I do think he gets a pass this year because of the recruiting class he has coming in next year. We have we have five top 50 players coming in next year. This team's so bad, he's not going to be able to run all of them off to the NBA. We're not going to be able to, to be the NBA meal this year. So, he'll return – players with experience next year. If he's not able to roll the ball out on the court, you said a couple of weeks ago that that 2010-12 uh, team, all you had to do is roll the ball out on the court. If he can't just roll the ball out on the court and let those guys go play and take that team to the Final Four, then he has to go. And I think the noise at that point gets so loud from the fan base that even as egotistical and arrogant as Coach Cal is, he's like, you ungrateful – Turds, I'm leaving. Like, I'm not putting up 
with you you being ungrateful to everything I've done for you. And that's the way it has to go because they're not going to fire him. Well, no, because they'll they, owe him 40 some odd million dollars still next year. Right. And that's and, not going to happen. And while you see colleges do that for football coaches, they're not going to do that for a basketball coach because football drives the bus for everything. We would have the boosters like these football teams that would be able to do it, but they're not going to. They're like, no, but we're not. It's not going to happen. We're not going to drop, you know, fifty, sixty million dollars to get rid of this guy just in the middle of the season. At the end of the season, they're not going to do it. Right. Uh, and Joe Kraft could probably just drop it to UK and say, get him out of here. But it's not going to happen. Right. Um, I will say, I agree with you. Uh, about who the, the guards he's got coming in, and, and I, we've talked about that. You know, he I mean, hasn't he hasn't since quickly and and Maxi, he hasn't had the guards like that with the way he wants to run an offense because, to, and be well, and be dynamic enough to take somebody off the dribble and and score. Because he's you not, look because you look at Cal's teams, even back to, I mean, I probably not UMass, but definitely Memphis. Oh, Derrick Rose. 100%. His teams, well, even before, his teams were good that had a guard or two guards that could take people off the dribble, drive to the lane. And finish. Mm-hmm. And he had that in Quickly and Maxie. I think they were playing good ball right. when they when COVID happened and they canceled everything. Uh, I would have liked to see that team go on through. Uh, I don't know they were good enough to win a national championship, but I think they were good. I think those two guards were playing well enough to at least make a run in the Final Four. If that happens, this is a completely different conversation right now because our knock on right. Cal is since 2015, he hasn't been able to do anything. Correct. So if if that 2020 year hadn't have happened the way that it did, this this conversation probably isn't being had right now. They, they um, I was like, looking for all those stats, but I it, they're been shared so many times now I can't uh find it where we're basically since twenty fifteen that we've been a very very mediocre well and oh, you know I mean we're we're f- we are five hundred in games versus ranked opponents or maybe worse than that. Well I mean what did you say the other day we're gonna finish we we finished twenty twenty two without a quad quad one win. Quad one win. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think it's what they're Best win is the team ranked one fifteen in the Kim Palm rankings. Yeah, that's not good. They're going to struggle this year in SEC play. Well, when it's to the point that they go on the road to Missouri and we know that they're going to lose, that's that's not. I mean, now Missouri's played well this year. Let's be fair. You didn't even know they played. I didn't know they played Louisville. <laughs> I did know they lost to Missouri because I called that game. That was the night that we were sharing, trying to get people to share comments on social media about right. that. I could not get anybody to actually comment on it, but I was reading some comments on people's timelines. This is the best one I saw all night long. Someone commented, did Johnny Moxon take these guys to see Mrs. Davis last night? Who's Johnny Moxon? Who's Mrs. Davis? Oh, my God. Varsity Blues? Right, Varsity Blues. Mox? Oh, Mox. Just say Mox. Yeah. I didn't know his name was Johnny Moxon. I had no idea his name was Johnny Moxon. Wow. And who's Mrs. Davis? The, ten? The 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 uh, stripper teacher. Ten? Yeah. Billy Bob. Ten? <laughs> ten? <laughs> he got a concussion. <laughs> no, you ask him two hard questions. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay. Now, I'm caught up. I, yeah. I've seen Varsity Blues. I yeah. thought you all were talking about Andy Griffin. No. no. I will say, um, I think Oscar said something to him before the game the other day that might, might have a glimmer of hope. You Kentucky fans put way too much into what Oscar says. But when a player tells his coach, stop screaming at us so much, and that's not happened to Cal yet. Not one player has told him, stop screaming at us. Listen, not one player's been getting and, and paid the money, Oscar. And, you, listen, if you, watch, you just got sour grapes because you couldn't do anything with him in West Virginia. No, listen. He's national player. Bob Huggins called him out immediately and was like, there are kids that's just too soft to be in this program. And with Oscar coming out and saying that, well, Cal Perry needs to be more positive. That's just proven what Bob Huggins has said all along. But last year he didn't say anything and he was the national player of the year. And worked his tail off. Oh, he did. But okay. this year is not the same Oscar. Because, because he was hurt. He's still coming back from a knee uh, from a knee surgery. Because he's not hurt enough to flex when he scores over a five nine guy. Now I would agree. He, that's, he is not that's hurt an enough Oscar to do that. thing. Chad, Chad, you're, you're gonna send him into a ring. That's an Oscar that. thing, and I completely agree with you. Does he point to the first down when he gets it? <laughs> I completely agree with you. The other day, he scored over a six foot big man and came to the sideline like this. I think why? Oscar has like, lost, his, lost his vision somewhat in the matter of just go play the game and do what you know you're good at. Because he's trying problem, to show off a little bit, and yeah. that doesn't work for him. I agree with that. The same problem at Kentucky, same problem he had at West Virginia. The wrong people's in his ear. And that's what it boils down to. So, who's the wrong people? I don't know if it's parents. Support people. I don't know. Hmm. I think it's money. But he was good. Like he was good at West Virginia, getting double doubles his freshman year, and then his sophomore year, he was just terrible. Terrible attitude. Terrible everything. I mean, you might be right. Maybe he is a little soft. You know, he he left because he didn't like getting yelled at. Here's here's the thing. But I will not grade the fact that they beat the crap out of Louisville. Exactly. I but I don't know that they. I like I. I, I didn't listen to that because I listened to the atrocious football game and I was it was like worse than watching paint dry. If if Iowa doesn't have those two pick sixes, it's a seven zero game and they're both at like less than a hundred yards of so, offense. It's so bad. Where was the quarterback that played against South Carolina? Because he's not the one that played in the bowl game. Uh, uh, you're talking about um, Sharon. He was better than the quarterback that played for UK in the bowl. Both game. quarterbacks. I agree. Yeah. So, yeah, because Deuce Hogan came. Why didn't they play Deuce? That Did was he transfer the, too. If we go, no, there's no rumor of transfer portal or nothing. He just wasn't uh, there. you know flipping to the football game for just a second. If they if they would have made a change at quarterback at halftime, I think we would have had a little bit better option. Whether it was Deuce Hogan or Ky- uh, Kyra Sharon, Deuce. but yeah, Deuce Hogan. <laughs> fitting. Listen, yeah, right. Because fitting. that's exactly what they laid was a Deuce. It was. And, and, and a big ben, deuce that shut down the lo- hotel put, lobby for an entire week. They should have put him in <laughs> probably from minute one, although they wanted to try to see what the freshman had. But Deuce transferred from Iowa last year. Listen, You're playing Iowa again. Well, it's put, funny. You want to win? No, put him in. No, it's funny because you talk about Deuce. Deuce was the scout team quarterback last year. We got beat by the scout master himself, the guy that ju- they just pulled up, scout's honor. They just pulled him up from the scout team like two weeks ago yeah. when all their quarterbacks were either hurt or transferred. Right. And they were like, hey, scout master, you're in. So he's over building fires, and he comes in and he wins a bowl game. Like we can't even beat a scout team quarterback. When he threw that touchdown, I wanted him to put up the three fingers so bad. Be like, oh, scouts honor, scouts honor. <laughs> but listen, I will say, 
They got two tight ends that are ridiculous, and they're tight end you recently. Tight end you. <laughs> Deuce. And Jack Campbell, their All-American linebacker, is a NFL player. That oh. dude is nasty. No doubt about it. Yep. Kentucky, not sure put out an, an NFL player on the roster they had Saturday. Not on offense. And then you look at – and, you know, Kentucky's defense actually played pretty well. Really well. Um, But going back to the basketball game, they were, you know, they were doing cut-ins. You know how I know Kentucky basketball sucks? Because Tom Leach would rather go watch Scoutmaster yep. beat uh, Deuce Hogan in a bowl game than stay and do Kentucky U of L. And – he was doing like breakaways because the game was so boring. Him and him, him and Jeff Pecoro were just talking about anything because the game was so bad, and they were talking about the basketball team and all this thing. And they didn't like the game was close till the very end against Louisville. Like Louisville, you said the other day, Louisville was the worst Power Five basketball team in a while. They're bad. They're the worst. They've got off to a worse start than any ACC team has since like nineteen sixty. It's bad. And it's not going to get any better. Do they still just have the one win? Yes, two. Are they are they up to two now? Yep. Over under Who? three and a half wins. They'll get they'll get five. No. Uh, I don't know. They'll get five. Boston mm. College is probably the next worst team in the ACC, and I think they're better than Louisville. Louisville, listen, and, and it because it happens every year. Louisville will put together a game they have no business playing against a team that's terrible, or a, no, against a team that's that's mediocre and and is. On an off night, can't throw it into the ocean, and the, the, they'll end up beating a team or two that way in ACC play. So I, I think they get close to five wins. I mean, Florida State is pretty bad this year. I think they're four and ten maybe, and, and they beat Louisville by twenty. Right, they did. That's, so that's rare for Florida State to be bad. Yeah, they had a lot of injuries start the year, but I think going into Saturday against Duke, they had won three of their last four, mm. but then they got beat by like twenty. It doesn't matter. Everybody's chasing Houston anyway. <laughs> I think Purdue or Houston, I really do. I think that's the two best teams. Did you see that the other night that uh, I don't know the team that Purdue was playing, but at one point all ten players on the floor were, were white boys? Oh, so, yeah. i seen the video. There technically wasn't because the big seven-footer from Purdue is Chinese. Oh, okay. Ming Lee. They're pretty good. But Are they, though? Watching Matt Painter I will tell Purdue, you this right now. He'll choke. Makes me physically sick. <laughs> Purdue always fails in the tournament. The only reason they did well. They crap down they, their leg when they the did. game comes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The only reason they did well a couple years ago was because Ivy was a good guard. And, and, and that's what it takes. Your big man cannot take you through uh, the NCAA tournament. That's their big man. Gotcha. I, I, I could see why he would think that that he was white. And his his name's Zach. Yeah, he's he's Canadian. No. He's not. Don't say he's <laughs> he is Chinese. Can, I mean, look at him. Yeah. So, Jinder Mahal is supposed to be from wherever the Middle East, and he's Canadian. <laughs> he's that's a that's a ploy. No. They're just trying to get sympathy. He is seven four three hundred pounds. Right. So. There's no Chinese person that's seven four three twenty. He's <laughs> unless he's Yao Ming's offspring. No, I don't. Yeah, but I want to see he's two twenty five. I want to see Yao Ming's birth certificate. I don't even believe that dude was from China. <laughs> <laughs> and like you know the the uh, the bench warmers. 
I am 12. I, yeah. <laughs> With the crayon right. first. I <laughs> am 12. It's legit. <laughs> Puts it in there. Yeah, right. I'm I am Chinese. <laughs> Checks out. <laughs> Looks good to me. <laughs> Trying to get in that market anyway. Maria. <laughs> As he's drinking liquor. Oh, gosh. <laughs> All right, moving on. I bet that's a nasty crap after that. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, so bad. I wrote this down. I don't know if we want to talk about it or not, but I, I think the situation with Derek Carr and the Raiders is worth talking about for a few minutes, anyways. Oh, I definitely think it's <laughs> worth talking about. I mean, because you said it yesterday. By the way, I'm down fifty points in fantasy football because Justin Jefferson tried to knock out a wide res- or knock out a referee with his helmet. <laughs> He didn't get kicked out for that. He though. didn't get kicked out for it. Jair Alexander locked him up. He did lock him up, and you know when you're locked up, man, it can cause lots of problems. It oh, can. Yeah. I mean, oh, you, pain. Oh, I mean, you just end up in in the fetal position on the floor if you ain't careful. <laughs> just lock straight up. Have you wind up pose? Sometimes wind up almost scoreless. Sometimes you got to go to the doctor and they got to fix that. But uh, that's a bad trip. It's a bad trip. So um, I think. They must have taken some Miralax or something and got their offense going. Jarrett Stidham looked good yesterday. Think about what you just said. I know. I know. <laughs> you know what? Jarrett Stidham but looked good. He did come off of the he couldn't he did come off the sidelines at one time with swagger. And I don't know that Derek Carr had swagger. He's got angry eyes though. Derek Carr has angry <laughs> eyes. He always looks like he's angry. I wanted Some, to sing. I wanted something's to, going on. Would you not I, well, be angry, though? We've said all along, or I've said all along, and I've told you guys, that Josh McDaniel, when he took the job in Las Vegas, he did not want Derek Carr. And John Gruden did not want Derek Carr. The, so, Derek, so, Derek, would Derek you Carr. not be angry if no coach wants you, but you produce every year? Right. He's had six head coaches, multiple, multiple offensive coordinators. I'm just telling you, if he finds the right landing spot next year, Tampa. I think he's going to Tampa. The, uh, I think he's going to the Jets. No, I don't think oh, so. No, that Mike White has made it and made a no, no way there. in the world. Mike White, uh, there is way. nobody on the Jets team that is going to be quarterback. That's worth a crap. Nobody. <laughs> well, I, I mean, just want to make sure that was aggressive because it, Zach Wilson was the number two pick, wasn't he? <laughs> Listen, and he is he is a lot of number two. <laughs> yes, he is. All right, him the, and Ryan Lee for the are the deuces of the best thing that Zach Wilson is going to be known for. Is that he's the milf hunter? That's right. the best thing in his entire career. Yeah, and I mean, that's okay. But but you go back and look. Golf clap for that. The one game that he was pressured in college was against Coastal Carolina, and he looked terrible. Yeah, I still think Mike White is going to be pretty good there. I'm just trying to figure out. The Jets have seemed to draft very well the last couple of years. How did they miss so bad on him? It wasn't Robert Sala's pick. Was it not? I think he was there, wasn't he? Or was it Sala's pick? Sala was there. He was but there, I'm, but now, you know, was he? <laughs> was he the one that was making the picks at that point? I mean, was I don't it, think it was his pick. It's no different than when A.J. Brown got traded and and uh, the Titans coach, um, Vrabel. Vrabel. Vrabel, was like, what just happened? So it's not the head coach's call all the time. And then the general manager lost his job. Yeah, exactly. So. Um, that, you could see that happen in New York. Uh, that general manager, you know, uh, loses his job there. Salah is going to be solid there. He's got that defense, but top I, notch. I definitely do not think that Mike White is going to be the quarterback. And mm-hmm. and Derek Carr is a possible spot. Uh, Derek Carr is the person we're talking about. Yeah. Um, so he can't be the possible spot or the possible replacement <laughs> there. 
Tampa's a good spot. I mean, I saw Jameis Winston even talk about the Jets maybe today. So I think here's what I think. I think Tom Brady is going to play again next year. Okay, for the Raiders. I think he could play for the Raiders. I think he could also play potentially for the Saints if Sean Payton takes the job there. Yeah. Um, I could also see them taking a chance on him in San Francisco to give Trey Lance another year and let him sit behind, or Brock Purdy, whoever that person is, let him sit behind Tom Brady. Because even though Brock Purdy has looked the part this uh, since he started, if you have the opportunity to go get Tom Brady, you're going to go get Tom Brady, especially if you think that's what it takes to push you over the top. So I think he's in one of those three spots next year. I don't think he – people he talk he's going to go back to New England. Why the heck would you go back to New no, England? No, that's not happening. Like – you you've been playing. Are you sure? You listen, and I'll tell you why. He's going to be forty six. He's played the last three years in Florida. Most of his games are either in domes or in the South. He doesn't have to fight the brutal cold of New England, of New York, of Buffalo. Six times. Six times or more. He doesn't have to worry about facing Patrick Mahomes. Like he doesn't have to. Like if he goes to Raiders, he will. But you'll be in a dome. If you go to say if you go to if you go to New Orleans, you're in a dome. You're in a dome. If you go to San Francisco, it's California. You're gonna have pretty good weather. Like I think I don't think he goes north. I don't either. I think I think Matt jo- Mac Jones is pretty good. I think that Robert Kraft wants to win something without Tom Brady and with even without Belichick. I think he wants to win one. Without those pieces that got him all those championships before, I think Mac Jones is good, and New England is famous for not giving their quarterbacks any help. No one catches the ball there. Jacoby Myers, really? Are you kidding me? Get me some good wide receivers. The best. And Mac Jones is going to be good. He showed it in Alabama. <laughs> he showed it whenever Chandler Jones stiff armed him too. Much. You're right <laughs> about that. He didn't just but stiff arm me. He Jacoby Myers had the ball, and I don't know. I think Matt, Mac Jones was telling him to go down. I don't know why Jacoby Myers. And Jacoby Myers thought it was a great idea. Let's pitch it to my quarterback in a tie game. In a tied game, and Chandler Jones was just like, okay. And stiff armed the snot. Stiff armed him, and then teabagged him, and then ran to the ran to the uh, end zone. The Patriots took a crap on their leg on that. They game. crapped the bed. Yeah, and, they did. And they still win in their end of the playoffs. Yeah, it's crazy. They've so, managed to come all the way back. But anyways, I, what's on. going? Oh, go ahead. So, <clears throat> Derek Carr has definitely been. I think. I mean, he's been. For lack of a better term, screwed. I mean the the yeah. team the team didn't play as well for him as they did for Jared Stidham. Yeah, I mean, but the Niners' game plan was different for Stidham than it would be for Carr. It, it was like for Carr, you've got to respect the pass. Stidham, you just come out stopping Josh Jacobs. I think, I think, I think Las Vegas could be a landing spot for Aaron Rodgers. Devontae Adams would like that. I th- I honestly I think. Even though he's probably going to take Green Bay back to the playoffs, which a few weeks ago would have not even been possible. No. Which goes back to our point we talked about a couple weeks ago that the NFL's rigged. If Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers make a run at the end of the playoffs, at the end of the season, into the playoffs, and maybe play in the NFC Championship game, how can you not, after the way they started the year? If it's the Bucks and, and the, the Packers, Packers in the, the NFC, NFC Championship game, that's must see TV. It's right must see TV. 
But I think Las Vegas is a legitimate spot for Aaron Rodgers to go. A legitimate spot for Tom Brady to go. Um, Josh McDaniel's going to go get him a quarterback. And I think he's going to draft one this year, but he's going to have them set behind yeah. Rodgers or Brady. If they go a get a rookie to be their quarterback, what's the chances that Devontae Adams asks out? I think they're pretty good to ask out if he don't get a quarterback next I, year. Yeah, I think yeah. I think Adams and he's Jacobs. Well, I th- well, and Jacobs is too. Yeah, I think Adams and Jacobs both are gone. Yeah. Jacobs is definitely gone. Well, Adams just signed that big money deal. And and Jacobs, they did not sign his fifth year, so they they can't uh, franchise him, right? I think we uh, talked about that before. I I wanted to say that. No, I think he's a free agent because he's in his fifth year. They, yeah. Didn't pick it up last year. I think they have to pick up the fifth-year option in order to own the right to do the franchise tag. That makes sense. So he's totally gone because that interview that he did after Mm -hmm. the game a couple of weeks ago – when they lost, like he was like cussing everything. I'm over this. Well, I mean, he actually sounded tired of this crap. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, and so, so he's out. He and he's played very well, and he's going to gain. He's going to get a a contract. Somebody's going to pay him. Somebody's going to pay him. What you think you're looking at? Two million. Don't doubt it's if it's the Raiders. NFL don't pay running backs a lot. Like Le'Veon Bell, at the top of his game, was offered three million by the Steelers a year. No, he's still young enough. He can get he can get some cash. He, he's what twenty eight? Uh, no, I think he's twenty six. Um, he may be even younger than that. But I, so. I will say, with the Derek Carr situation, he is the best quarterback. I mean, he's a he's a Pro Bowler. Yeah, he's the best quarterback that's available, and that that changes the entire. Hey, so Josh Jacobs is twenty four. Oh, he's only in his third year. So he, he's so he technically him. still under contract because it because he's a first rounder, right? Yeah, but he they turned down his fifth year option. Well, that, but if that, he's but if he's only in his third year, then well, he still has one more. I, I, that's he's played experience three, three so years. This is, oh, this is year four. Got you. Okay, now we're called up. So Derek Carr, and I think in all the NFL, it's just now for for weeks we've ragged on the NFL and how bad the NFL is, and then they're just like, okay, you want us to play good football? Then we'll play good football, and everything's turned around completely. Yep. And it's been almost must-watch TV. Um, and it's going to continue into the playoffs. I have long time thought the most important, entertaining part of football was the offseason. I think out of all sports, NFL offseason is the most must-see. And I think Derek Carr, his whole situation completely flips offseason on its head because there's going to be a lot of people. Because as you said – the reason they didn't play him last two – they're not going to play him last two weeks is they don't want him to get hurt, right? Because right. if he gets hurt, that unlocks a guaranteed $40 million. And then if they – and then they're going to keep him until March, and they're going to release him in March and yeah. save money. Yeah, because it wants the – once the NFL season – the NFL season rolls over on March 15th, I think. Yeah, about a month after the Super Bowl. So whenever that transpires, that unlocks an $80 million contract the clause to, for him. Well, if they're not playing him, they certainly are not going to pay him. Well, you can't trade him until the new season rolls around, so he'll be due that money before they can trade him. So they have to release him. Yep. Because they literally cannot trade him unless they're going to pay him and then try to trade him. 
And I don't think that I, – I just don't think they can do that. I think he's just gone. Yeah. And he's going to have a massive chip on his shoulder next year. Yeah. And I think he's going to have a lot to prove. And you think about all the teams out there that need a quarterback, and you know, there are several – I mean, C.J. Stroud, we haven't got to the playoffs yet, but C.J. Stroud proved without a shadow of a doubt he is the number one player in this upcoming draft. I think Bryce Young did. I mean, I, I'm Bryce saying, Young threw for five touchdowns but in think a game about who, that didn't matter to him. Think about who they were playing. Kansas State's got a solid defense. Yeah, Kansas State's butt. Huh? They beat TCU. Yeah, okay. But you think about C.J. Stroud did that against Georgia without the number one wide receiver in the country the second half. See, look, C.J. Stroud proved his worth. I'm not denying C.J. Stroud, so if, if, if I'm the Houston Texans, I'm taking C.J. Stroud. I'm taking Bryce Young. Well, that's, All why, right. that's why you're wrong. A couple of things. Um, <laughs> oh, we got a rant coming. No, 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 no. He's like, uh, I'm tired of people pointing when they get a first down. Just, just real quick. I could see Josh Jacobs getting a Nick Chubb contract, <laughs> three years, $27 million. Team would crap up his back if that happened. But that, that's, that's what kind of contract he's going to end up getting. The other thing is, you were you're right. It, it with as they usually have with him becoming a free agent. You're talking about Derek Carr, Tom Brady, Jimmy Lamar Garoppolo, Jackson. technically Daniel Jones, Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson. You know he's going to get franchise tag. You think Lamar? You think Derek Carr would be better than Lamar? Lamar's an no. free agent. Mark. Who, who, no, who gets franchise tag? Lamar. He didn't earn the contract this year. I think Lamar gets paid from Indianapolis. He's he's an unrestricted free agent, so I mean No, they can they can franchise him. I'm thinking the Ravens offense without Lamar showed how much Lamar really should mean to them. Mm-hmm. And they're gonna pay him whatever he wants. Other than fifty million dollars a year. I think he's getting the blank check. Who, Lamar? Yes. I agree. I think Lamar is going to walk away from Baltimore. I don't think it's going to be Baltimore not signing him. I think it's going to be Lamar walking away from Baltimore. You just think he's done with the way they treated him in the situation? I do. Think, so, I, I think he's done with them. If that happens, that could be where Derek Carr ends up also. Well, that that entire team and offense is built for Lamar Jackson. So, And credit to Harbaugh for doing that. I, Most I, NFL coaches won't I, do that. I don't think, there, I don't think there's a, a way – that Lamar doesn't play in Baltimore next season. Now, it might be the year after, but I, he can't just walk away because they can franchise him. And the only way he could walk away then is he would have to set out the entire year. And that's not going to happen. So, I don't know. It'll be an interesting offseason, that is for sure. You're right. So, I have a question. Actually, a thing I want to talk to you guys about. How does – expansion look in your all's dynasty draft. Dynasty league. What do y'all think about that? How does expansion look? What do you think about adding two teams from going from 10 to 12? Somebody got the itch again? I'm just, no. I'm, Sean and I have talked about this for a couple weeks. I tell you all all the time that there's random thoughts I have that keep me awake at night. And about a month ago, it was like, I was laying in bed and I was like, huh. I wonder what expansion looks like in a dynasty draft. So then I started looking into it. That's strictly where this is coming from. So, what's your all's thoughts on expansion in in, in your dynasty draft? Man, that's tough. 
Because with with us having so many players, with us having twenty five players, so so tw- before before you finish that statement, okay. One of the things I've looked into is basically it'd be like the NBA when they when they do the expansion draft. You would have protected players. Every team would protect. You all have twenty five man rosters. Let's say you protected seventeen, and you would basically then release what eight. is it eight players into. The draft pool, which would be ten teams. That's eighty players. Well, it, it would, it would, you wouldn't have to so much release them. You, it, they would be able to pick from right. That they, pool. Yeah, right. They, yeah, they, yeah. they would, like if you have Josh Jacobs, for example, and you didn't protect him, and he wasn't drafted, he would stay on your team. Yeah. Hmm. It's interesting for sure because it happens all the time. I, and I told him when he brought this up to me, I said, well, it, it makes me regret that we only have 10 because I'm so used to playing in a 12-team league. 12 with 25 rosters. My that, goodness. You'd be picking some scrubs I mean, at the end. Our well, ravers, well, ravers right now are okay. And if we yeah, have two a, more teams. It's a dynasty league. It's not no supposed team. to have waiver players on You're it. right. So, so, But you would have to lower your roster spots down more than likely down to probably 20. And then Plus you look. Taxi squad. Then you look. The expansion team would probably get uh, either the you know because you would have to add two teams. They would get first and second picks in the rookie, rookie draft, draft yep. which then is an interesting concept because if that person you could you could mortgage the first pick to you guys and yep. acquire better players because I mean C.J. Stroud. Bryce Young, those those two guys are going to be the top two players taken in every rookie draft, as they should be. As they should be, as uh, along with Bijan Robinson. Bijan Robinson mm-hmm. will be third. Yeah, it'll be that. Those three will be the order. Yeah. And and it's draft. like, and so Will Levis. So you could Will Levis will be a. <laughs> Let's top not pick. get carried away. <laughs> no, he'll be. I'm he'll be a top right now, pick. Darren will pick Will Levis. But now listen, we had this conversation at the beginning of the year, and I told you all Will Levis was messing up if he ever threw a ball this season. And that's because he was going number one in mocks. Now you're seeing him around the ten to twelve range. Right, and and that's and lost money right there. It it was, and it, and it depends on who you talk to. Depend on to show where he is. Some people have him as far down as ten to twelve. Some people still have him in the top three. Just wait for the um, combine. Every mock draft the, I've seen him in is is him going to the Colts at number six. Yep, every, every one of them. I would and, and I'll and I'll come back to this in a second. I would not do the combine if I was him. I would make scouts come to me at Pro Day at Kentucky where I my where, where I'm used to. It. I control it. Yep. It's my receivers. I control everything. Um, but you could take that pick if I had the first pick. I could trade to Wes for players that would Im- Im- improve my team over. And then I mean, of course, I'm giving up to or. Interesting enough, maybe that person's like, "No, I'm taking, I'm taking C.J. Stroud. Like that's who I'm taking." Yeah. yeah. So I I traded up to the number one spot in our rookie draft this past year, and the guy straight up asked me, he was like, "Well, who are you taking?" I was like, "I'm taking Kenneth Walker. Like simple as that." Yeah. He's like, "Well, one, I I respect your honesty. Yeah. And two, that's kind of who I was thinking him or Brees Hall. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Well, I mean, if I sit where I'm at, I'm getting a live. I want Kenneth Walker." Yeah. Right. And he ended up doing the deal. Right. I got Kenneth Walker. So if it's the same situation, somebody new coming in, I'm offering Jonathan Taylor for that first pick, right? Just so I can get C.J. Stroud just, or Bryce Young, just, or, just so you can get the quarterback you want. Or they, or on the other side, just like I did this last one, I gave up all, all, all of my picks except for one, and got yep. Tyreek Hill, 
and, and Zeke. And, and it may be a situation like that. Maybe somebody's like, hey, let me give you my first, second, third for your first. And now as an expansion team, like I, the reason I brought this up is it's so many interesting caveats because if I'm drafting from players that you all don't want or are okay with losing, they're not going to be quality players. This is what interests you. And then when the season starts, you're like, I hate this. This is the part of <laughs> fantasy football that I really enjoy. Right. Uh, so it's like it's like the expansion team probably is going to be pretty bad for a couple of years, especially in the Dynasty League, when you just keep the guys that you have. <laughs> we, we, Maybe, maybe not. I mean, we thought Ben was going to be really just, bad. Just catch me on the right day, and I'll trade away all my good players right, for right, your crap. Right. Well, so which which makes – the draft process in this rookie draft, like you have to, you have to pretty well nail that. Like you have to get players that are going to be able to help you because some of those guys are going to have to help you this year. Yeah, there's no taxi squad players for for uh, an expansion team. Yeah, like you're gonna, you're probably gonna, if you end up with five picks in the in the rookie draft or more, you're probably gonna play most of those guys. I could, I could totally see us expanding at some point. But I think we're probably a couple of years away from that, in all honesty. Although I was telling somebody about it the other day, and he goes, do you guys have an open spot? Man, I've always wanted to play in a dynasty football league. I'm like, well, we actually talked about expansion. <laughs> so, so, like I said, those are, those are the in things, our, in those our, are the things uh, that I think about. Off-season tonight. meeting. I have it in the notes in the off-season meeting just to just to throw the thought out there. If, if anybody, I mean, you know. What I always say. Is when it comes to things like this, is if the majority rules. So it wouldn't matter if everybody's on board as long as you all get six six people on board with it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I don't know. I just like screwing with you all's dynasty league because <laughs> you hate fantasy <laughs> football. Leave my team alone. I'll screw myself. Speaking <laughs> of tonight's game counts, Jeff is up by thirty eight points, and Jared needs, and Jared has uh, Josh Allen going. So I'm down 50, and I have T. Higgins going. I'm not going to win. Okay. Well, now. I'm not going to win. What did Mike Evans just do? But who did Mike Evans play? It doesn't matter. It does matter. The Bills aren't going to give up 50 points to T. Higgins. More than likely not. If T. Higgins was the only Bengal wide receiver going tonight, maybe. Right. But Higgins is not getting 50. So here's Sleeper is giving Jeff a 70% chance of winning. So, I'm in a much better scenario if Josh, if, if Justin Jefferson doesn't just absolutely crap the bed yesterday. Correct. Yeah. I mean, if he would have went out and got his typical 25 How many to 30 points, points. did Noah Fant get yesterday? Noah Fant, seven, I think. Which, from a tight end, that's I mean, really solid. Taysom Hill would have got me six more. Yeah. Um, so, then I'm down 44. Uh, if I would have played uh, Deshaun Watson over Geno Smith, he'd have got me six six more. So then, but Aaron Jones and Dylan wasn't that far apart. Uh, Dylan had ten, Jones had thirteen. Yeah, right. Um, really, wasn't much more you could do. There's Justin Jefferson. Like yeah. look, even as poorly as the 49ers played, if Justin Jefferson goes out and gets me his regular production. I have a puncher's chance tonight. That means yeah. I have to go out and get somewhere between twenty and twenty-five points from T. Higgins. Yeah, and that's and that's doable. Right. Yeah, that stinks. 
Okay, so let's move on to the college football playoff. The greatest college football playoff in the history of the playoffs. I didn't even watch the games. What? Are you serious? But I know I, it was on way past your bedtime. But, but I come was, on. But I was. But just between, um, just between updates with you all, updates on Twitter, and just happened to flip over on the ESPN app and seeing and seeing updates on that. I'm telling I mean, you, that was exciting. Two just of seeing, the greatest football games I've ever seen. Listen, I drove. I was in a car with six kids and my wife for eleven and a half hours. God bless on you. On Saturday, we left. At 4 a.m. our time, I was it was everything I could do to stay awake, but I was not going to fall asleep with the like during the Georgia Ohio State game. There were several times that I was like, so I was I was over at my aunt and uncle's house, and Georgia wasn't doing anything. Stetson Bennett was rattled, and I told them I was like, guys, I'm going home. Like this game's over. I won't even be up till midnight. And then I just kept watching. Kept watching. 19 seconds left in the game. Ashley comes in the living room, my wife. She's like, are you going to watch the ball drop? I said, there is 19 seconds left in this game. There is zero chance. Did you all this. see that the wide left kick exactly was exactly the yeah. same time as one hit on the ball drop? I saw something today. It said not a single person in the state of Georgia saw the ball drop. And I said, yeah, they did. It dropped wide left. Wide left. <laughs> wide left. And, you know, here's the thing. That was a – the one thing that Ohio State did the entire game that I disagree with was after C.J. Stroud got that big first down, their play call they went. They went yeah. way too conservative. The, and why in that scenario you're trying to throw the ball? You're Let C.J. Stroud drop back the throw, but tell him, hey, tuck it and run. Like yeah. five yards, seven yards makes a huge difference for that kicker. Of course, that yeah. was the same kicker that did the goodbye wave Last to year. the Utah uh, player as he flew past when he kicked the game winning field goal. Yeah. yeah. So, Brian Days just for me and got to his head too much. What was it? Karma is undefeated. Karma <laughs> is undefeated. But I told you all, and Adam backed me up, Ohio State was playing with house money. Yeah. House money. They had so, nothing to lose. I took a screenshot. I went back and looked at this because I noticed this the other night in the game. We talked about Stetson Bennett, that he's a dog. Right. He got that dog in him confirmed. He confirmed all. So, with 12 minutes and 30 seconds left to go in the second quarter, he throws that interception. And in, it was bad. Yeah. It, a horrible throw from Stetson. Throws it literally right to the dude. And Ohio State immediately scores, goes up 21-7. I don't know if you noticed this or not, but sideline shot of Stetson Bennett. The minute they scored, he stands up. Pats himself on the chest, so and that's on me. He puts did. his helmet on, and dog mode went in. And I, like when I saw that happen, I was literally like, "Georgia going to win this football game he, because Stetson Bennett ain't going to let him lose." He went back to the he went back to the sideline. He apologized to Kirby Smart. He apologized to his off. He apologized to his team, and then he wanted to make sure everybody knew. It was his That's fault. my fault. Yep. Yeah. But that won't happen again. Because he didn't do it until after Ohio State scored. Mm-hmm. Right. And when they scored, that's when he started pointing. That's out. on yeah. me. That's mine. He, he and, got and, up, pointed his shirt, and put I'm his sure, helmet on. And I'm like, sure he told the defense, that no, that's my fault. That's yeah. on, Which is what your quarterback does. Your, quarter, right. your quarterback takes full, full responsibility yeah. for everything. Stetson Bennett, you and I talked about this Sunday, 
is the greatest underdog story in all of sports. Yeah. Him and Max Duggan both have great stories. Dude, Max Duggan sort of same situation. Yep. He just hung around, hung around, hung I mean, around. Stetson Bennett to the point that Kirby Smart told him to leave. Yeah. yeah. So don't so don't give too far into this because over the next two weeks we're going to do a segment on Stetson Bennett and we're going to do a story on Max Duggan because I want to tell their stories. Because both of their stories are phenomenal. So, like, next week's show – so whoever wins college football playoff, we'll talk about on next week's show. And then the following week we'll talk about the other one, okay, with along with our other stuff. That'll be our main topic. But I want to do that because both of their stories are phenomenal. And I think it is really cool to see what can transpire if you are resilient and and work hard well, to and you know, to do that and and to kind of to kind of tease, we're in a society, especially in sports, where when things don't go our way or we don't get what we think we deserve, mm-hmm. I'm leaving. I'm going somewhere else, and I'm finding time, and I'm finding somebody that wants me. Yeah. And neither one of those guys. I mean, Stetson went and played at a community college for one year, but he came right back. Yeah. yeah. The um, the two lane game today. When they won, they were interviewing the the quarterback after the game, and their first question was, "Is they like you were two and ten last year? This year you come back, you've won twelve games, you won conference. Now you've beat one of the best teams in the country." And he was talking about him in the in the running back that had over two hundred yards and four touchdowns today. He said, "The minute last season was over." We looked at each other and said, it's time to get to work. And was Willie Fritz the coach last year? This wasn't his first year there, right? This was his second year there, I think. I think so. I think like, you're right. Yeah. But, I mean, to to go 2-10 and 10 and turn around and go 12 and – what is it, 12 and 2, 12 and 3? They were 2-10 and 10 last year, yeah. Yeah. 12 and 2 this year. I mean – that's amazing for them to be able to do that. But, I mean, he said that they all, the whole team, spent extra hours working constantly to try to make sure that that never happened again. And for them to go out against USC and, and come back the way they did. Well, did you all see – and you, you watched the game, right? No, I was listening to it on the way home. Okay, well – I watched a good portion of it. Did it, did, it, did either one of you get to, get to watch the game? I watched a little bit. Not did much. you see the point where they talked about the hurricane that displaced them? Because they had the hur- Ida, hur- hurricane Ida hit, and they all, like, it hit right at Tulane, the university. So they were all displaced. They had to stay in hotels. They had to eat fast food. They had to work out at, like, Planet Fit. Like, cause it, it did a number on the university. So just the fact that they were able to – pull through all that. I mean, just goes to show. Yeah. I mean, it's, it is totally remarkable. I mean, of course, they, Caleb Williams almost had 500 yards throwing. He was, he was over 500. What did he end up being over 500? And five touchdowns. Yeah. But they were, they were down 15 points with four and a half minutes to go. Yeah. They scored a touchdown, a quick touchdown. And then on the kickoff, they fumbled, uh, USC fumbled the kickoff out of bounds at the one-yard line, they get a safety. So then they're only down six points, 
And then, of course, you know, you got the, the pooch punt or whatever after a safety. So they get the ball with three minutes to go on their 44-yard line and converted two fourth downs and longs. There was a fourth and ten and a fourth and seven that they converted on that drive. They had to burn their last time out because one of the wide receivers didn't get back to the line in time. And, I mean, it's just like strike, boom, strike, boom. And it's like they're on the six-yard line, throws the touchdown. They call it incomplete, and um, Dusty Dvorak was on the call, and he goes, that's a touchdown. And then you hear them saying they're they're doing a review, and they come back and they go, yeah, the ball never touched the ground. So that tied the game, then they kicked the kick to take the lead with seven seconds to go. And, I mean, it's just – it was crazy that – it was a crazy game. I, I actually picked Tulane and the points on that one. So. Well, so I think that's a good segment into the Michigan TCU game. Yeah. So before we move forward, I did misspeak. I wasn't wrong. I just misspoke. Right? It happens. So he's been there since 2016 at Tulane. Wow. Yep. He left Georgia Southern after 2015, and he's been at Tulane ever since. So what's their? Does it have their records? They were four and eight and sixteen, five and seven, seventeen, seven and six, seven and six, six and six, two and ten. Now this year, twelve and two. So what's the difference? He got some dogs. They just got some players that believe, man. What's their quarterback look like? A white kid. He's better. <laughs> <laughs> you. It's not the quarterback. It's the running back. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because the quarter. What did you say? The quarterback, quarterback only completed eight passes. He was eight for seventeen today, and, and they put up forty six points. Four of those passes were on that final drive. Yeah, interesting. So he almost was the coach at Georgia Tech. I don't know if he turned that job down or if that was just a rumor. I think the fans threw a fit that they were hiring Willie Fritz because he's too old. They 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 wanted somebody younger that was going to be there. Yeah, and then they whiffed on Dion. Dion got hired? Yeah, I don't, it, it was just a blip on the radar. Uh, actually, Colorado probably won't make much noise. Wow. Uh, they hired him there. <laughs> it's, I, I don't know how that's going to work out. I don't think so. It's funny out. that you say that. Uh, DJ came up to me the other day, and he's like, so you and Neil are really fond of Coach Prime, huh? He must have just released – he must have just listened to the Coach Prime effect where we talked about it basically the whole time. Right. And I was like – I think he single-handedly is going to change college football. Absolutely. I think he has single-handedly changed college football. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, you brought up Coach Prime. Of course, you're flooded on social media with Coach Prime. And just to see the relationship that he has with his with his players at Jackson State, I mean, the kid that dropped the pass in overtime, uh, and, and, I mean, the kid's sobbing in his locker, and he says, "I'm Coach, I'm sorry. And Dion grabs him, he's like, what are you sorry for? Like, no, like – that's that's football. Like we have to win, we have to lose. Like there's not you're the you're one of the reasons we were in that spot. Right. There's there, there's nothing to be sorry about. Don't hang your head. Pick and whether it was staged or not, watching him not be able to say hit my music right the last time in the Jackson State locker room pulled at your heartstrings. I didn't see that video. Yeah. So the I, I was it after their it was it after their game. Yeah. And they're in the locker room, and of course he's done his he's done his he's done his speech with him, and this is the last time he's going to be with these guys. And I guess his thing is only after wins. Yeah, hit my music, and he wasn't going to do it. And somebody said, 
coach, you got to, you know. And so he tried to do it. Did he end up doing it? Did he end up was, – was he able to ever get the words out? It's not many times that you see a kicker transferred. <laughs> he took his kicker. Well, he needed somebody to translate. Yeah. He took he took Travis Hunter, though. Which we all knew was coming. And, and you, his and, quarterback. And the video of Travis Hunter and him. And, and Travis Hunter just continued to say, thank you, Coach, for this opportunity. Thank you, Coach. I get the feeling Travis Hunter probably isn't the smartest dude around. But he can play some football. Yeah. And Well, the one thing about it is, is whenever he talked about it, he talked about being a better man, a better father, a, a better leader. He didn't say anything about being an NFL player or nope. making money. I mean, and that's he's talking the, about the core values, which is what Dion has talked about all along. He's like, I'm doing this to help raise young men. Yep. You know, and – you know, he turned him away. You know, he brought him from Florida State to Jackson State, and everybody's like, it, it couldn't have been money, right? Because there's no way in the world Jackson State could have paid what, you know, outpaid Florida State. So there's a reason for it, and I think you're seeing what the reason is. And guys just want to play for Coach Prime. Yeah. Listen, if Coach Prime's still at Colorado, and I'm sure Adam feels the same way, when – any of my kids get old enough, and they're if they're even remotely good enough to play that level of football, I don't care who else is calling. If Coach Prime calls, I'm looking at you're going to play for Coach Prime. Absolutely. You don't. There is no other option. And it's kind of the. Have you seen the video of Isaiah Thomas talk about his recruiting process? Uh huh. So he yes he yeah. said I did not want to go to Indiana, but Bob Knight was in my living room. He said uh, his mom brought up the fact that the clam was in Indiana. Mm-hmm. He's like, she said, who's going to protect my baby if the Klan comes? He's, and Bob Knight said, well, if we're winning, the Klan will protect him. <laughs> said and Isaiah Thomas said his brother kind of huffed up a little bit. So Bob Knight looked at him and said, we can take us outside if you want to. <laughs> and he rolled up his sleeves, stood up, stood up and rolled up his sleeves. And Isaiah Thomas was like, oh, yeah, this is it. Mom's not going to like him. He said he looked at his mom. And she was just shaking her head. He's like, oh, no, she said, likes him. She, she likes him. him. He, said, he said, I'm going to have to go play for Indiana. <laughs> yep. Bob, I can see Bob do that, too. We can take his house I mean, his, Yeah, his brother was wanting to fight him. He said, well, if you want to go, we'll go. <laughs> Let me grab a chair first. And it, it'll be the same thing. Like mm-hmm. like you said, if my kids are good enough, if Coach Prime's in my living room, mm-hmm. like that's automatic. You're going to play for him. Yeah. I don't care what you think. Yeah. Yeah, because I know he's instilling the values in them that we try to instill here at home. And I want to talk about this at some later show. I think Bob Knight all along has got a, has, has has got a bad rap. I agree. I agree with that. I'll make a note of it. So Michigan TCU, that was a great game. It was a great game, but okay. So it got you talked about the Dusty Dvorak touchdown. Yes, the turning point in the Michigan TCU game was the touchdown that I think Michigan scored. I think that was a touchdown. 100%. That they overruled. Yep. They made them run a play from the one. They fumbled the ball. Michigan was never able to recover from that point. Yep. And that was a touchdown. That was a touchdown. Did you see when it set up off a Michigan interception, right? I believe so. Did you see that they spotted the ball wrong? They spotted the ball two yards back. Yeah. That may have been one of the worst officiating crews I have. Seen. The entire game was bad. So if well, they I mean, just get the spot right, he's two yards in the end zone when that throw happens. Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, Dusty and Danny talked about it this morning that it that they both thought it was a touchdown. Yeah. I mean, they 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 marked him where his leg hit, but the ball wasn't even there. He's on the ground scooting before the ball ever hits him in the stomach. And that was Ronnie Bell, right? Yeah, he's a dog too. I'm. He's fast as lightning. <laughs> he's a dog. Like, part of me believes that they didn't want the Big Ten in the in the championship game because. Both teams, both Ohio State and Michigan, had bad calls against them at times. You know, but, but, but it makes you also bad. had bad calls. But it, like those refs were just bad. But we talk about money driving everything. Can you imagine the money Michigan State versus I mean Michigan versus Ohio State would have done in Gosh, the national championship game? My goodness, we just lost Wolverine fans because you said Michigan State. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Blue. I'm sorry. You're my boy, Blue. He just. Do you believe I'm gonna let you die, Blue? He he just merged together Ohio State and Michigan. Though. We weren't scissoring. No, <laughs> that that's, that's the first thing I thought. <laughs> scissor me, Daddy. Scissor me. Daddy. I was like, Are we doing scissor me, Daddy? What's no going scissor, on over here? No scissoring. There ain't no scissoring. We're not though. on the video. You didn't even have to acknowledge that. <laughs> well, of course I did. <laughs> yeah. So it was a great game. It makes me wonder if Jim Harbaugh can get them over the college football hump into the national championship game. You saw the stat, um, the last six bowls he's been in, seven bowls he's been in? L, 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 L. He's not won one in the last six or seven years. Last six bowl games that yeah. took L's. So it makes me wonder if, if, if he can get them over that hump. You know, there is reports already coming out that if he's offered an NFL job this year, he'll take it. I don't know that I believe that. I don't know that I believe it either. I believe it. I don't think he gets offered. I mean, I, I think the Broncos will offer him. I sent I sent that Colin and Coward. That's not the right hire. No. I, I sent that Colin Coward clip to you, and I don't like Sean. Will tell you I don't like Colin Coward. Uh, Sean Sean does like him, but I I liked what he said. There's no, I don't think. I mean, I thought that Brandon Staley's going to keep his job. Absolutely. I think yes. Uh, which a few weeks ago would have been just a crazy thought to even have. Yep. Dan Campbell also keeping his job. Dan yep. Campbell is going to be in the NFC Championship game next year. That's also another bold prediction. Um, Dang it. Did I take it from you? Didn't do my video yet. Uh, well, I didn't either. I did, but I, I, I deleted it. I mean, it's sent to you guys. Be on the look. Anyways, so Jim Harbaugh doesn't really have a good NFL job to go to. Nobody, nobody wants to let Russ cook, all right? If if it was any quarterback other than Russ, but maybe. Har- Harbaugh won't. No, look, look everywhere he's been, he's relied on the run game and had a game manager at quarterback. I think whether it be college or pro, I think Harbaugh comes. I mean, he's got he doesn't have to rebuild the roster at Michigan. He's got a Heisman Trophy candidate quarterback coming back in JJ McCarthy. His 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 defense is going to be solid. He's going to continue having a good offense. He's going to win the Big Ten for a third consecutive year. Go back to the college football playoff, and then if you want to leave, then leave. I think he knows they made some very poor play calls in that game. I mean, even even on the the call we were talking about a while ago, where they didn't get the touchdown call, and then they did that run. That call in itself was not a good run because it was basically like a fullback call right there. J.J. should have just kept that ball and just jumped over the line. I mean, they were a half a yard from going in. So, And then the the Philly special on the very first that was the, drive, that, that was, was stupid. That was terrible. I mean, that, that call, that play has been run a million times, and they sniffed that out like, 
crazy. Mississippi it, State ran it today, and it worked perfect. It makes me wonder, Sean. You and I were sitting in Winston Salem watching Michigan destroy Ohio State. Yep. That wasn't the same Michigan team that we saw on the field against TCU. No, because they had some very unfortunate things happen. I'm telling you, they score that touchdown, and if they score the touchdown the instead of different. running the Philly special, and they go up seven nothing early. It's a it's a different ball game. I mean, first play of the game, they're running back, blast off for sixty yards. Right, and they're, before you can blink, they're in scoring. And I just love the fact the entire game, Jim Harbaugh. You can't tell by looking at Jim Harbaugh what's really going on because he just looks confused the entire time, like he has no clue what's going on. Did you see the video of his dad when the clock was winding down at the end of the game, uh-uh. and they wasn't calling timeouts? His dad stands up, and if you read his lips, it's almost like, "What are you doing, Jim?" <laughs> like. It cuts away from him real quick, back to the sideline. But it's just like, Jim Harbaugh is good for college football. College football needs Jim Harbaugh. Yep. The NFL this year does and not need Jim We know Jim the way rumors are. I mean. Jim Harbaugh is going to be tied to every NFL job that opens. Yeah. I think the Broncos would be a good fit for As him. long as Jim Harbaugh keeps beating Ohio State, it doesn't matter what he does at M- Michigan. It would be nice for them to win a national championship. It doesn't matter. And it's the exact opposite with Ryan Day. Ryan as long as he keeps losing. Like, you could tell correct. with his emotion on the sideline, he knew how big that game well, was. Well, they said – I don't I don't know if you all watched watched or listened to College Game Day on Saturday. They said, they said Saturday – Sean was listening to part of it. I don't know if you heard this part – that if Ryan Day lost – he wouldn't want to go back to Ohio because that was his chance to get the two Michigan losses off his back. Yeah, And, and was, I really think that the way they played kind of got him off their back a little bit. Maybe. Well, it, it came out today that he's not going to pl- uh, he's not going to call plays next year. He's really thinking about giving yeah. up play calling. Which yeah. he should. Yeah. yeah. Which so would be the first time. Said he could focus more on game, game day preparations. Yeah. Yeah. I, I And Jimbo needs to do the same thing. Um, Jimbo. So Jimbo needs to do a lot of things. Jimbo needs to leave. But can I interrupt with breaking news? Yes. Uh, All right, good. Because this is local, and we're a local podcast. We always like to support our local kids. Brennan Canada, who is from here, Mount Sterling, Kentucky, went correct. to Clark County, is now on scholarship. Kentucky just took him from walk-on to scholarship. Nice. Good deal. Nice move, John Calipari. Nice. Is he a freshman? No, no sophomore, junior, oh. junior, maybe he may be a senior. I don't think he's a senior. Huh. Either way, good move, good solid move. move. Yeah, cool. Um, so since we're talking about the Michigan State, we can go back to what I was trying. He did it. He did it too. He's old. So what you did to me? You, no, you no, no, did no, no, what you no. did to me? No, 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 no. You no, played that. No. You put that look, wave right over look, the top of my look. head. I said Michigan State. Since we're talking about the Michigan, listen, amazing boy. Me and Sean are your friends. Don't cut us off because of these other two. What do you think about the last play? I think it was targeting. I think it was targeting. I think the reason it wasn't called targeting forward lateral. That but right there, but it was behind so, the line of scrimmage. So is so it beca- because the fumble happened behind the line? That running back is eligible to throw it forward. That's what back. I was going to say. The, because the is it is, it, never is it a lateral that. because it's yeah. a fumble? That's why they or do it is it still just, a live ball and he can throw it because it's behind the line yeah, of scrimmage? Behind the line of scrimmage. Here okay. is, so it's here's been the targeting. point that I think gets past that that, that you know kind of kind of slides through. What the heck was the center thinking? 
JJ McCarthy wasn't ready for that ball. Like he hadn't said, "Oh, give it to me." Like yeah. he had, he hadn't, he hadn't even fake clapped his hands. No, for the first game. like he's looking, telling Ronnie Bell or somebody where to move, and the ball comes, and he's like, "Oh dear God, <laughs> you're right." He did. I, the center had money on TCU. He might have. <laughs> the fix is in. The fix is in. <laughs> but. That was just. I a, guarantee it wouldn't be the first time. That was. I just can't believe it wasn't. It, it wasn't not called targeting because they didn't throw a flag, and that's not what they were reviewing. But they reviewed they reviewed it. They reviewed it and said that that's it's not I targeting. I, I actually yeah. did watch that that point, and they said they were reviewing the target, and I, yeah. and then they said it wasn't targeting. How that, that is, is the, the definition, definition of targeting. It's the definition yeah. of targeting. He didn't even use his hands. He hit him in the back of the head with, with the crown helmet. of his helmet. The crown of his helmet. <laughs> As a West Virginia fan, I've seen their players get kicked out for a lot less than that. Well, that's because they got shanks and no shoes. I mean, come on. I've done that plenty of crowning too, and I know when that crown hits the right spot, it hurt. It hurts. But you usually you know crown? when the crown when it, when it hap- when you crown, it's going to come right on out. Right, right on out. Right into the porcelain throne. <laughs> right. You're taking the Browns. To the Super Bowl. <laughs> right about that. And if you're lucky, you can see both ends. <laughs> Dropping the Cosbys off at the pool. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Dear Mama, I apologize. <laughs> so, targeting. Is that too targeting. targeting. That, yeah, well, we target. We, we was targeting right there. <laughs> Oops. What, what, I don't, I'm not real sure what we're targeting at this point. Uh, not either. Um. <laughs> It was definitely targeting. A lot of people, speaking of targeting, we mentioned this earlier, the Marvin Harrison Jr. Right. A lot of people are mad about that, saying it should have been targeting. Well, it wasn't targeting. Yeah, he got knocked out because he got the crap hit out of him, Mm -hmm. but that was a clean hit. That was, I think that was clean. It It was was shoulder. shoulder. He shouldered him. Yeah, he got a concussion. Sorry, he hit him 100 miles an hour. His objective at that point was to separate the player from the ball. That was an old-school football hit is what that was right there. Face mask up, and it just Yeah, but look, that's clean. That's that's football. Did you all see Brian Hartline had to hide his helmet? helmet. They even had to – because Marvin Harrison, they didn't didn't show it very much. Like, he continues to walk around on the sideline looking for his helmet. As soon as he came out of the blue tent, like the camera showed him on the sideline – he goes, he sits down beside C.J. Stroud, and he looks, and I, I read his lips. He said, where's my helmet? Where's my helmet? And about that time, the ESPN announcer said, that Brian, they're hiding his helmet. On I, guess, I guess he took it back to the locker room. Like, they had to remove his helmet from the area. Yeah. Because you figure that, well, you know, coach is like, no, you're not going to play. But you look up, if he if he can find his helmet, dude's going back in the game. Like, and he's he, just going to yep, put himself in. He's in before you realize he's even in there. Yep. Yeah. But uh, so I think just for man Ryan Day has a lot. I think his seat is quite warm yeah. at Ohio State. If he I loses to Michigan next year. And I don't know that they're, I don't know they can beat Michigan. It's, it's back in the big house. Like you said, if, if I mean, there's Stroud's a guy that's definitely gonna, gone, right? He's not coming oh, back. Oh, not no. a chance. Not after not that the, game. There are rumors that Bryce Young could go back to. I to, think the game that he had against Kansas State. Should squash all those rumors. Yep, he doesn't. He doesn't have to do another thing. Well, the thing about it is, they can pay him ten million to play at Alabama. Uh, Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud both prove they're the one and two quarterback in the draft. Yeah. So most current mock draft I saw has uh, Young going to Houston. Uh, Sorry, what's the 
What's the kid's name or uh, the the linebacker for Alabama? Uh, Will Anderson. Will Anderson going number two to the Bears, which I wouldn't be disappointed with that. And um, Stroud going number three to the Seahawks, which is a you do not replace Geno. A Dean a, a, a Denver pick. You do not replace. He's Geno. another unrestricted free agent though too. Uh, Geno will sign back. I would agree. But he could sit behind Geno for a year. Sure. Geno could be a bridge quarterback for him. Yeah. 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 I mean, Geno's not the long term answer. No, not at all. And and did and, you see the talk that Geno had with uh, Zach Wilson after the game? Mm-hmm. He like he held him and like talked to him for several he minutes. Probably held him like a child because uh, Zach well, Wilson's <laughs> tiny. That, that's exactly. It kind of reminds patted you. him on his butt. It was like it's okay, baby. It's like how your mom would hold you, like grab the back of the neck and everything. He did. He grabbed the back of the neck and like put the head in his shoulder and he talked to him for several minutes. It was a long conversation. Yeah, and I'm sure, I'm sure Gino's telling him, "It's like, dude, I've been there. Right. I've been there. Just." Keep with keep with the grind. You, know? you cannot wipe the smile off Rex Ryan's face this morning on Get Up when they were talking about Geno and the Seahawks, about how good Geno's played all because year. Because that's who Rex Ryan drafted, right? Rex Ryan wanted Geno. Yeah, yeah. That's funny. That's another great. I like it. I wish Rex Ryan would have been better in the NFL because he's one of those personalities that you just like. If Rex, if the Jets would have spent the money with Rex Ryan that they spent with Todd Bowles. Rex Ryan would still be the coach of the Jets. Todd Bowles is going to screw around and lose his job if he ain't careful. Correct. He's not a good coach. He's I, a good D coordinator. He's a coordinator. He's yes. not a good head coach. He, he, I don't think he's got that dog in him. Like, he doesn't have the ability to I – mean, you listen to him talk, even during his press conferences, and it bores me to tears. Speaking of uh, possible changes, does Steve <laughs> Wilkes <laughs> – Get the interim tag taken off. 100%. What he's done with Sam Darnold has just been it absolutely Dan, Listen, it coked out Dan Campbell going out after yeah, their game two weeks right. ago and was like, that was freaking awesome, man. Way to kick our ass. Yes. <laughs> Him doing that? like That validation. Yeah, valid. Well, I mean, they probably cost the Lions the, the playoffs. Right. Because the, the scenario is right now – the Seahawks have to lose, and the Packers have to win. But Packers and Lions play each other. No, pa- pa- all, the Packers, right? all the Packers have to lose win. Right. They jump the Seahawks? Yes. That's right, because it's a conference game. Yep. So, so it doesn't – like, Seahawks have to have – Detroit lose. The, uh, the Packers lose, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. If the Packers lose, the Seahawks, Seahawks have to win. Yep. Yeah. And if the Seahawks and Packers lose, the Lions get in. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So and listen, I told Wes this other day. There's no doubt in my mind that in Dan Campbell's challenge flag is like some cocaine. <laughs> hey, that dude's jacked up at all times. He's and I bet and every locker in their locker room is dented where he Bill Goldberg's the heck. Out <laughs> I think of those he. Ta- I think he takes an IV of like cappuccino as he gets it at halftime. He's like. Put it in. Let's go. That is not cappuccino. I think he just. I think he just pulls a Lawrence Taylor and snorts a line. (laughs) He he might. Speaking of Lawrence Taylor, he was at the game the other night. I was like, at at the Giants game, I was like, did he look like hell? He looked like beaten up crap. Yeah, he did. You know, he main event at WrestleMania. Yes, (laughs) he did. That's how. uh, Think about that for a second. Lawrence Taylor main event at WrestleMania. Crazy thought, isn't it? So, what you got next to talk about? Um, the last two things I have to talk about is 
possible new ideas for the year, for this year, and the state of the podcast. You know, wrapping up how 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 this past year. That that's what I have. So we've we just talked about the college football playoffs. Yep. So I wanted to throw a curveball today. I got a new segment idea, and I'm going to drop it on you all right here well, on the fly. Since we're talking about new ideas for 2023, there we go. So I'm going to need some help on this, though. Okay. Who's going to have to help you? So we're going to play that song. So more. the new segment is called Let's Hear It for the Boy. I've got a couple nominees wrote down, and I'm going to let you all pick who is the boy of the week. Okay. So first boy of the week potential, Bryce Young. 15 to 21, 321 yards, five touchdowns, tied a Sugar Bowl record. Second nominee, C.J. Stroud, 23 of 34, 348 yards, four touchdowns. Third nominee. Stetson Bennett. Stetson five-gallon Bennett. Stetson five-gallon Bennett. He finally had to prove he could throw the ball. And what's the man do? 23 of 34, 398, and four total touchdowns. Do we not add Caleb Williams to that? He lost. Are well, we not, so did CJ. And are we not going to throw in? Candidate number four, Sonny Dykes. Oh, I was ready to, to go. Ooh. Oh! He threw two picks, and that's really what kept him from the list. Man. They didn't win because of him. Sonny Dykes took TCU from preseason unranked to the national title game. Preseason, they were predicted to go 5-7. and seven. They were projected ninth in the Big 12. Mm-hmm. And here they are playing for a championship. So now I will leave it to you. Who's going to be our first boy? Well, boy? if you listened to our Corny's episode, I'm going to go with my pick for coach of the year. Who I would agree with. And I'm going to go with Sonny Dykes. I would run. Stetson Bennett. Uh, oh. I would 100% agree on Sonny Dykes. I think he's what changed. Because all other than Stetson Bennett, because he had to he had to come out and he had to play. I'm not saying Coach Dykes had to play, but he had to coach those guys up. All the rest – Bryce, C.J. Stroud, I mean, yeah, he had to play to try to get the national championship. Bryce Young, I mean, he did great, but, I mean – uh, Martinez didn't even play at uh, quarterback for K State, so it was like a no brainer at that Will point. Will Howard's been playing all year. Yeah, though. I was going to say, Martinez hasn't played since like week three because he got hurt. Will Howard came in and never gave hey, the job. Let me up. ask you all this question. I'm sorry. Well, thank you. Uh, let me uh, ask this question Max Duggan was not the starter at the beginning of the year for no, TCU. No, he right. wasn't. Who was the starter? I don't remember. Well, I don't, I don't either. Um, but they talked about that, and it was an injury replacement as well. But he was, he was bumped. This will be part of his story. But he was bumped down to third string, and he just stuck it out. And you, so you, so you think about this. Gary Patterson was at TCU for twenty years. Yep. He leaves. They didn't have a big turnover. They did. He didn't. Sonny Dykes didn't go pull a, a Lincoln Riley and get every player in the transfer. And board. the reason right. TCU resigned Gary Patterson, they didn't fire him, they just gave him the option to leave, was because they wanted Sonny Dykes. And they did it midseason so they could get ahead of whoever Sonny Dykes was going to go to. Well, and it was Gary Patterson who brought Sonny Dykes on at TCU. Yeah. yeah. 
uh, Gary there's Patterson. A, there's a little bit of um, this loyalty there. I, I can't think of the word. But, well, I mean, but I Sonny mean, Patterson I, is not happy about that. Well, I mean, but Patterson has. I mean, he can't be mad at Sonny Dykes. Like the only per- person he can be mad at is himself. Yeah. Uh, I mean, administration. At the end of the day, I don't care how good a guy you are if you're not winning. And obviously, he wasn't winning because if this team's coached by Gary Patterson, they're not doing this. Right. Correct. Well, and they went from like they were a top ten team every year there for a while in the early twenty tens, and then they just kind of like eh, they kind of disappeared. Gary so, Patterson's message just went stale. They needed that new voice. The move to the Big Twelve really, really hurt them. Yeah, it makes you. I guess can per- Sonny Dykes sustain this? Sonny Dykes has been a winner most places he's been. Everywhere he's been, he's won. Except for Cal. And they ran him out of there before he could win. But that's the thing. They ran yeah. him out before he could turn it around. Yeah. So, I think he can. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, you look – if they do the unthinkable, and it maybe it's not that unthinkable, and they beat Georgia Monday, at that point – Sonny Dykes has done everything in college football that you can do. So, he's just he's just going to ride it out a couple more years. And TCU will be happy forever with that. And his name yeah. will go on the stadium and they'll be, you know, they'll talk he'll be in TCU lore for his I mean, he probably is already going to be there. Well, and it puts TCU on on the map as a destination school now for 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 players. So, we agree Sonny Dykes. Sean does. not Sean, Sean wants not. Stetson Bennett, but majority rules. It's because he's got a Stetson Bennett direction. I, I well, honestly, I wouldn't have put a coach. Five gallon direction. I wouldn't put a, a coach into the <laughs> listen, same category. Listen, but I don't. To, I don't disagree. Sonny Dykes direction. has had a phenomenal season. So there it is. Our first guy. Let's go ahead. Let's hear it from Mister Sonny Dykes. Take us away, Denise. What a corny song. Shut up. <laughs> but I like it. Good him. song. It's fitting. So is this going to be a weekly thing? Maybe. He's not on here every week. How can it be a weekly <laughs> thing? Oh, that's true. <laughs> I, I could pass it to Neil. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, half the time it's going to be me and him here. So, Sean, <laughs> let me hear your vote for. <laughs> Here's my pick for. Boy of the week. What's <laughs> kind of we might need to think of a new title. If we think of a new title, we have to pick a new song. Do we really want to vote for Boy of the Week? Let's hear it for the boy. That's my boy. Let's give the boy a hand. Our boy of the week. Hey, boy. you're my boy. What if we B O I? What if we did Dog of the Week and do Who Let the Dogs Out? Boop. That's a good one. That Boop. is a good option. I think yeah. maybe maybe that's better. Yeah, we'll put it to social media and have them vote it. All three of you that interact with us on social media, help us decide. They're also the same three that probably know who the Baja Men are. So, let's go. All right, so. What ideas do you have, Shanzi? Arthur Shanzarelli? I was actually thinking maybe you all might have some ideas or something. Well, I mean, we, we can go over my idea that I, that, that I brought this in and we started out the episode with. The dice? If anybody listened to PG-13 episode, which you need to go back and listen to because it's hilarious. We, we had quite about, a few downloads on that last week. We talk about um, we talk about a guy with a 20-sided die that uh, yeah. 
Roll for sandwich. Right. Yeah. And so he's getting ready to start back. Mm-hmm. We're uh, season two. I think we should make a roll for sandwich. We should roll for topic and and just it off the wall topic. We could nothing prob- about sports. We could probably just Google that. And and whatever it ru- uh, lands on, we just uh, <laughs> you mean Google it. Google off the wall topics. Yeah. Twenty random topics. Yeah. yeah. Well, Wes put the list together. Done. So, um, number five. One of the sweet or dill relish. <laughs> <laughs> sweet. Um, I don't know. Dill relish has a place in my heart. One of the th- thoughts that we have talked about is obviously transitioning to video, and. I think that's something that we should look into a little bit more in depth. We've been trying to um, add some videos out there on the socials and 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 on YouTube. And I mean, your your short that you did the other day, Adam, is almost up to a thousand views. I'm a man of the people. So Thank you people, like it, I don't know what it is about the YouTube sh- YouTube shorts it's, versus it's, it's, it's the beard. It, I was going to say it's my not beard, beard is majestic. <laughs> I don't know. They're it like draws people look in. Look at that beard. I think it's a combination of the beard and the rocking chair. The rocking chair is a nice touch. You did look I, old. I like the. That would be another good topic off off the rocker or, <laughs> or in my rocker or whatever. I don't know. I think we did a pretty good job of going off our rockers, especially two of you. Oh. Wait a minute. Uh-oh. Update. I now have more views than Adam. Uh, so The copper kids have went out yeah. this afternoon. Yeah. So I have 571. If I don't have 500 have, at the end of the day, uh, you're grounded. I've got 571. <laughs> you've got 548. So The video it, thing needs to happen because I was talking to, to my son, Mason, Mongo, if anybody remembers. PG-13. <laughs> did we talk about Mongo? We did. What? But he said, are you we on YouTube or are you on Twitch? And I said, no, <laughs> were we're we not. A, and he said. Were we arranging a marriage? Was oh, it PG-13? Oh, oh, what episode <laughs> we arranged a marriage? It's going to happen. Mongo and our uh, it was, uh, our producer. The, the, I know we referred to it on epi- on the uh, season two premiere because we were on the road to SummerSlam when that dropped. And uh, <laughs> you said something about uh, – Caitlin Crouch and and Neil's like Caitlin Crouch. Who's that? <laughs> who's that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you know. But he said he said we one hundred percent need to get on YouTube or Twitch because he said that's 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 the social media social, social that, media that social. all the young kids his age twenty you know young thirties that's what they do that's what they watch is live Twitch. So when he said twenties and thirties, did you think about the Great Depression? He did. <laughs> he did. <laughs> He thought about watching his aluminum. All we did then, aluminum fall. All we did then was hold up the uh, hold up the uh, uh, flash way up here, and then it goes poof, and everybody's face is black. But the picture comes out great. Sheesh, sheesh, sheesh. <laughs> so I uh, do you think that kids his age are listening to this show? Does I mean, any of his friends listen to If him? we talk about poop more, absolutely. Oh, Here's the thing. <laughs> 8 to 88, poop is funny. Hey, it absolutely, 100%. It is funny. Until your kid's crapping. And, hey, when your kid's crap in the bathtub, I thought it was going to be something that was absolutely hilarious, except it happened when my wife was not home. And, you and I called her, and up. I was like, so what am I supposed to do? Brown chart. And she said, well, let the water out, and then you got to get it out of the tub. And I was like, 
<laughs> what do you mean? I've what do you mean get... get it out of the tub? So then, so then I taught my kids how you take your big toe and just squish it down in the <laughs> Yes. I didn't do that. <laughs> get a spoon out, squish it with I a spoon, and use but, the shower head. But I, I say all that to say I thought that whole thing was going to be funnier than it was. It wasn't at all. <laughs> it wasn't at all. So luckily when the boys would do that when they were younger, my wife was always in yeah. there with them, so I never had to clean it. Yeah. So... <laughs> All right, so do you want to hear some stats from uh stat of the day? Stat of the day. Hit us with it. All right. So, wow. That's a lot of stats. It is a lot of stats. I uh it's a big stat list. First of all, thank you to everyone that went out and helped us reach that 1000 uh download number, which actually I Thank you. Which actually was Two thousand for the entire year. Well, so the thousand downloads that we hit was in the time that we've been with Podbean, which started back in July. So we've had a thousand and seventy-nine downloads since we switched over to the Podbean app back in July. Shout out Podbean. Yep. Prior to that, we had down we had nine hundred and sixty-five downloads prior to the switch. So you look at it and you go, well. Maybe that's not really a lot of change. Well, it kind of is because prior to the you guys coming on here, we were dropping two shows a week. So those shows were only averaging 10 to 15, Me maybe maybe 20. You know, So numbers-wise, it was taking two shows to get to what we're doing with one now. So we've had a positive change and a positive increase on that. So, but we finished the year over two thousand downloads total, which is phenomenal to me. I mean, it, I just think it's absolutely crazy. the 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 worst part about it is, is the badge that I shared out on social media today. That's just for Podbean numbers. So the, okay. the next badge that's available is one hundred and fifty episodes. And if I counted right, we're in the hundred and high teens. On, on episode count right now. So we got a few more shows to do before we get to that point. But I wanted to do like a the top ten um the top ten shows. So the season two premiere, the Tiger Woods episode, uh had fifty three total downloads. Uh the breadsticks episode had forty five. Uh predictions galore had forty four. Dynasty football preview was forty three. Uh, the Zach Wilson Cougar Hunter had 41. The Coach Prime on-field fight had 41. Football Smorgasbord had 39. Words are hard had 39. I think, real quick, before you finish that list, I think we should include the word Smorgasbord in more of our shows because I really enjoyed hearing you say <laughs> That's that That's exactly the first thought that came to my mind. Like, how can we get Smorgasbord involved more? <laughs> Did I say it wrong? No, I just oh. enjoyed the way you said it. It just rolled off the tongue. It sounded really nice. Say it again there, Sean. Smorgasbord. Yes! <laughs> you know, if you're going to say that, then we know what Neil needs to say about every third month. That's what she said? <laughs> he said jump a lot. <laughs> Smorgasbord. Smorgasbord. Um, <laughs> words are hard, 39. Dak has been replaced, 39. That didn't age Boy, well. Boy, I was going to say, that didn't age well at all. <laughs> and our trip recap, 37. 
So And that's thousand, not just thirty seven. Right. That's thirty seven thousand. Yeah. To the tens and tens of you that have been listening. <laughs> so uh, December was the largest month, obviously, because we had a hundred and five downloads on Friday, but we had three hundred and forty do- total downloads in December. And we are so close. We had three days in December that did not have a download. That's, that's pretty good. Why are we clapping? Clapping for the people. Thank you. Thank you. So Stand up and take a bow. Wherever you are right now, stand up and take a bow. It's because of you that we become here each week and drop quality content. I don't know how quality it is, but we drop content you drop every it. week. Drop. We content. drop it. Definitely drop it. Dropping deuces. Dropping deuces. Dropping it like it's hot. We pop lock and drop it. <laughs> and we still have downloads. And that's why we that need that video. <laughs> are not just in the United States. I mean, there's there's episodes that are there. There, yeah. there are shows being listened to all over the world. If you watch my video, I tried to speak German there at the end. You so. did. <laughs> You did. <laughs> and, I mean, we spoke French before. We did. La Champion. No. No. In the Lier. Lier. Target. <laughs> Social media. You, you just never know what you're going to do. Fragile. <laughs> are we going to be hit that week? Or are we going to be American? Smorgasbord. Thank you, Smush. Talk yeah. smorgas to me. Talk smorgas. <laughs> you know, we like to say thank you internationally. I don't know how to say all these thank yous, but thank you internationally. To our two Russia listeners. Jam-packed show. Jam-packed. Jam. Been clogged up. <laughs> it was clogged. <laughs> Going to need a plunger after this one. I mean, we, that joke, you know, the times when you you go number two, it has a unbreaking circle. <laughs> unbroken, I should say. Oh, unbroken circle. Just rings around the bottom. All around. And you're like, how did that happen? How did that come out of me? Yeah, never happened. Do you guys? Why are you? Oh, yes, you all just hundred percent. They just looked at us like we were crazy. <laughs> that that totally is exactly what that joke has done. This show is just go round and round and round. <laughs> was, That's what she said. I was thinking about the song you said, "Unbroken Circle." I was trying to think of the bluegrass song. Will the, the circle, circle be unbroken? Bye, my lord. Bye, bye. And on that. <laughs> We will end this show and see you guys next week. Stay safe, friends. The MoCo Four Horsemen would like to thank you for listening to From Corner to Corner. Be sure to go out and follow us on Twitter, on TikTok, on Facebook, Instagram, and even YouTube. Whatever podcast platform that you listen to us on, be sure to go out and give us a five-star review. Thanks as always, and we look forward to seeing you next week.